and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. The house is a museum when people come to see them. They really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat. Sweet. I fucking hung out with you guys all weekend. That's something to talk about? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give them something to talk about. This we fuck, can, we, we can talk about uh, uh, Saw 6, though. Oof. Oh, yeah. We're talking about oh Saw 6. Oh, my sure. God. What a, what a flick. What, a, what we should talk about what is gym. Jigsaw. That movie was kind of tight. I only saw the very end of it, but it was pretty tight. Dylan, Jigsaw. I can assure you that the last kill of that movie, that's all you saw, is still better than all of Saw 6. Oh, man. I mean, he knows well, that. Yeah, I know that. I he's, saw Saw he's 6. He's aware of that. I actually, now that uh, Corey brought it up, I want to go home and read the the whole like plot Oof, line the breakdown. Yeah. chronology. I, Maybe uh, Mant, we should have what we should do is we should have Manton give his chronology because mm. he's seen them all, and he just from tries memory. to do yeah. it from yes, memory. And then yeah. while while we're doing that, we compare it to the actual time. That's a good idea. I really want to do the saw marathon. Now, we'll do though, a saw marathon. Say. Honestly, it was fun, even though it sucked. I still had a good time. Oh, for sure, it was a blast. Was, what's the name for the saw marathon? Uh, we saw. See, it. We saw. See saw. We see saw. We see saw. See saw. saw. Me saw. We saw. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Horrible Podcast, where we bring you uniquely face value reviews of horror movies. This week, we're talking about some just lovable, charming goth mm-hmm. icons, I suppose. Goth icons, sure. Goth mm-hmm. slash Halloween icons, as we will be talking about Elvira and Elvira Mistress of the Dark. We'll also talk about Beetlejuice. We will. Of Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the titular Adams family of the Adams family... Is there what's the subtitle for that one? Doesn't have one. It doesn't the, have one. The sequel does. Okay, it's the Barry Sodenfield one from ninety one. Yeah. yeah. Who is notable for doing maybe the greatest movie ever made uh, called Men yes, sir. in Black? Uh, I will agree. The movie's fucking. That's just incredible. so crazy. Like it, it makes perfect sense now. It really that does. I've, I've yeah. been. I've heard that. Oh, it makes but so much. I would have never guessed that those were made by this anybody. Like, oh sure, but people. afterward it's like, yep, of course, yeah, that <laughs> makes sense because it's so just. We'll talk. We'll about talk it. about it. We'll fucking talk. First about off, I'm just introduce ourselves. My name's Devin. I'll be co-hosting with these two boys in front of me. As two boys. Manton, who's usually adjacent Voorhees to me, to my left. He's, he's usually your right-hand man or your left-hand he's man. He's my left-hand man. Whichever one he's feeling well, when he jacks you off. Yeah. That's true. Uh, he is sick today. And he's sick sucks. of us, mostly. But um, but we're in his house recording. We are in his basement in <laughs> the <not> studio <laughs> recording. And I love that he left his microphone here directly in front of my sightline of Devin, so I don't actually have to look at his. God, uh, don't I move just moved it. it. I gotta see your hideous face. Yes, he was doing that for us, Devin, so we didn't have to look at you. Yeah, Shut the man. fuck up. It's October now. We're in a crisp, wonderful October week. It's chilly today. It's been chilly. It was uh, a little bit rainy last Ooh, night. Less into that part. What's that? Less, I'm less into that part. Sure, sure. But it did feel finally a little bit like October for once. And here we are in the podcast doing our October episodes, talking about Halloween movies. Bleachster is across from me. I hung out with them on Friday and Saturday. And Sunday. Did I hang out with you all three days? Yeah, you yeah did. every day. I literally woke up on your couch, went home, Jesus. took barely took a shower. I almost yeah. lay down in the shower. <laughs> and um, came back over, ate chicken tenders. Then we watched yes. two Saw movies. Yes. Then we went to a Halloween parade. Yes. Then we came back and watched Adam's Family. I love that's that you right. Just stopped like you forgot what we did next. I, I well, it all blends together. I couldn't remember if that's when we watched another movie, and then I was like, we did. We I did. was trying to think. I did not go out that night. So let's talk. That we're talking four days in a row. I've seen this freak show. I know. And that's not. like after we just went to Austin together. It's too much bluster. You guys life. in love? 
I think you're about to OD on Blue Street. Even Kelsey doesn't see me this much. <laughs> she has to get a break with she me. She literally <laughs> left town. <laughs> she lives with me. Yeah, that's right. She left town to get away from my stench and filth and awfulness. Nice. Honestly, she's the one missing out. Devin, um, he's getting all the dose. Today. It's all It's all right, I guess. I don't know. Dylan yeah. also saw this man. Uh, yeah, you saw some of me. It's a little bit. Uh, and you saw some. And that was nice as well. And he walked in on the end of Jigsaw. And, uh, and sat down immediately for the beginning, middle, and end of Saw 6, Oof. which, wow, made no Oof. fucking sense, but... Boy, did I enjoy that movie. Ooh, that movie's a fucking it's mess. fucking terrible. Really, really. The devil was going to go to the parade by himself. Really bad. I, it, was, it was a great uh, pregame for it because I got drunk enough to the point where I could understand Saw 6, and then I went to the parade and got drunker there. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was a good uh, all-around uh, day, but yeah. uh, I, I couldn't. I had to tap out. I couldn't was, do all three of them. Oh, no, no. Like this freak. It was a solid October day and I'm, weekend. I, I'm, I'm so ready for it. I got to say, we're, we're kind of low energy today. I think we're all feeling kind of a little under the weather. Uh, I'm still recovering from Friday, and that too. But uh, but I'm so fucking horny for October. I can't even begin oh, to describe. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not necessarily under the weather. I'm just tired. I'm a little just bit tired. Dog shit. Tired. But whatever. It's fucking October, and this is what we do this for. Um, Plus, this weekend we got some big, big stuff coming. Oh, we do. We do. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of another announcement that I said last week, put it down in your fucking calendars right now in your phones. Get if out you're your listening, fucking notebooks. October twenty fourth. Halloween slash horrible podcast trivia. We're going to do horror movie trivia, of course. That's October 24th, a Thursday in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where we're from. That's what we're based out of. Uh, at Diorio's Pizza and Pub on Baxter. It's dope pizza and very, very dope good. horror trivia. And we're going to be warning you because we're going to be stacking the odds well, to where we win all the prizes. Yes. Did you say we're going to be horny because of that? No, we're going to be stacking the odds. I'm pretty sure you did say we're going to be horny because we're going to be stacking the odds. And I wasn't. I wasn't going to disagree. I'm going to be horny there. I will. I'm not going to correct it. I'm going to go with horny. Yeah. What did you say? What did you say? No, I said horny. Okay. Okay. We're going to be horny because we're stacking the odds. Something like that. That's it. And we're going to squash you. We're going to win all the prizes. I have to ask because I genuinely like it all blends together. I'm like, of course he said horny, but then I have to double check. I miss you, but I just hear horny. I'm just like, he said horny. Horny. It had to be like. I've like, like conditioned you. I don't even say my he, words fully, but you just you just interpret no no them. yeah yeah. Every now and then I just have to check in because it is like just a a, a wash. <laughs> it's like, like oh, wait. did he oh, yeah. cough or was that a fart noise? Dylan's yeah. just admitting that he half listens to me and like make sure like I'm saying the same. Can bullshit you imagine over. how our listeners feel where they're basically hearing two co-hosts here and then just this guy? <laughs> I'm just spewing filth in the corner. Oh, we He's love a monster. You. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, horror trivia October 24th, door prizes, costume contests, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So seriously. We don't have a good idea. It's hard to gauge where our listeners are. We don't have a single good idea. You are. We right. don't have a good idea <laughs> ever. But we don't have a, an idea of where our listeners are from. I know a lot of them are from uh, pretty far away, even across the pond, if you will. Some are jolly old England. Jolly old England. Uh, we have our, our boy Raven Muse. I'm thinking of others as well. Um, but anybody local or even close to local or regional, come on that Thursday and hang out. I'm done with it. October 24th horror trivia. And let's get into movies, and we'll talk about some more Halloween stuff later on. Oh, that yeah. We might, uh... Because mm. it's October. It's time to start talking about that bullshit. Did well, you just say Cocktober? It's no. Cocktober. I want you guys... Did you? No, I did not. Okay. No, I don't like fall for Blister's tricks Jesus. and his lies. It's uh. Blister. He's on to you. He's got you. Um... You guys can start thinking about maybe a couple of recommendations Halloween wise to, sure. uh, as we do this podcast. Yeah, and maybe we, we'll we, every year we kind of yeah. give out some similar ones, but like there are some that are definitely like classics of the, sure. the time, like hey, alive. I'll, I mean, I'll, it's just always an uh, uh, October favorite. Nobody should ever watch that at any time. <laughs> alive, the worst movie we've ever seen on this podcast. Um, yeah, some of them are, are going to be general ones that we've probably said in the past, but there's a reason we said it in the past, um, and some of them may be new. We'll see, but we'll. 
to stay tuned throughout this uh, fucking episode. I gotta say on that note too, uh, the theme that we chose to start this one off with, it uh, seemed to be a really good uh, start to Halloween. It works. Actually. I'm glad And this they're all out, yeah. incredibly spiritually similar yep. um, with a lot of things. Um, and we'll get right into it, but stick with us for this episode. We'll give you some Halloween recommendations as well. But starting off, let's talk about um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Elvira, I wish I was more of an expert on this. Does anybody feel... I read up on her while I was well, watching Well, please, this. Dylan, explain to us who fucking Elvira is I'm, for I'm those who don't know. not a huge expert by any stretch. Sure. I think none of us really had no. any actual familiarity. We know who she is. She's the one with big titties. I mean, yes. <laughs> she's goth. What do they call him in the big movie? Big titty goth girlfriend. They call him yeah, Bazangas. Oh, yeah, Bazangas. They call him everything. Everything, it's, yeah. It is the, the main joke. Uh, but Elvira uh, was a... Uh, I found out from reading about her. She was a former Vegas showgirl who... Right, that makes aud- sense. Auditioned for the part of ginger in a made-for-tv movie of gilligan's island huh. they said no they said instead will you uh host this uh you know kind of cheapo horror marathon after hours uh with your big gazoingas and she <laughs> said yes and that is history as uh cassandra peterson is her name uh basically made the character of elvira which is basically vampirella it's the whole like uh this is a, a big goth uh lady who makes corny jokes and like kind of makes these otherwise unpalatable sure. 50s B movies something you'd want to watch because she's got big big doinkers. <laughs> doinkers. Dylan got like okay. four different boob so, references in there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge make a challenge now that every time we, we bring them up it has to be a different term. <laughs> oh Jesus. So anyway we're talking about Elvira the, the titular Elvira. Ooh, that nice. works. There we go. Emphasis on titular and her big gazingos. Um, but we're going to need somebody to explain. barely change that down. Okay, I'll try to give us another one. Come on. But, okay, Dylan Boobos. is Dylan, uh, <laughs> Dylan already. Um, Dylan already kind of talked about who Elvira is, but now I want you to talk about what this movie is about. Sure. Yeah, none of us really had any familiarity with seeing her on TV in the time when she was major, no, which was like no early context. early eighties. I think was kind of when she was doing most of her thing. Uh, in 1988, they optioned her for a movie, uh, and this is one of two actually that she did. The other one is hilariously named Elvira's Haunted Hills. Uh, so you know, yes. you know what her deal Haunted is. There. Hills. Uh, basically it involves, uh, Elvira kind of doing almost like a Wee's big adventure sort of thing where like it gives a light narrative and then puts her through the paces of this is Elvira, the actual character interacting with some folks. Basically she is Elvira, the host of the TV show and, uh, decides, uh, for reasons that she doesn't want to do the TV show anymore. She wants a Vegas show. So yeah. she ends up, uh, going, uh, to get that money from a place where, uh, I guess like her her aunt dies her and leaves aunt, her yeah. in her inheritance, so she has to go spend the the a couple of nights in her spooky mansion. You know your average stock standard sort of setup here, and there she runs up against all the normies in the town and basically creeps them out and uh, makes them horny with her big uh doinks and uh, <laughs> uh, that's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, as she's basically just kind of doing joke after joke about how big her hoo-hahs are. So, so uh, sorry, go ahead. Please I was going to say one thing that immediately uh, made this movie so funny to me was uh, Dylan mentioned before our viewing that um, apparently the town that this movie is shot in yeah. is the exact same set. Or yeah. Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. It's apparently a set that they've used for multiple things called like Midwest Town, which <laughs> they, they put on a back lot. And I, I forget uh, who the publishers are, are of this one, but one of those big sets and so they use it for a lot of different things but it was fucking mind-blowing to me because i'd just gotten done watching some more gilmore girls so you uh, are going for a, through our second watch through here and uh and i was like holy shit she's in stars hollow like she's at luke's diner it That's was bizarre driving but, me but it made it crazy. better for me because the whole great, yeah. the whole crux of the movie here is that basically her presence in this town is just yeah. up just upheaving the entire yeah. belief system of the town mm-hmm. 
and uh and and so i'm just imagining the entire time that she's actually in stars hall just disrupting shit and it just i don't know it added another layer of, of comedy there for me well that's kind of the idea um so right off the bat i did not know much about elvira in fact i thought that other than her Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Hey, that nice. There wasn't going to be. <laughs> much, yeah, you got to get better at this. Don't do it. wasn't going to be much to her. Uh, I thought she was actually going to be kind of awkward and, and more kind of gothy and weird, but shockingly, she's very pleasantly surprising. Yeah, she was incredibly charming and actually very, very, I mean, really well acted in this role. She, especially when you put her. Uh, in a scene next to the, like the most fucking vanilla, boring football playing meathead ever. And right, you, and you it's actually like, a challenge because everybody else is pretty lame. Everyone's pretty other lame. Other than a yeah. few but very she key is characters. incredibly expressive. She's charming. Uh, I think she's her, her comedic timing suffers in a lot of places, which sure, is where some of sure. it didn't land fully for me. But she is giving her all, and like, yes. I'm a, I, I, I didn't have any familiarity it with it, Elvira, but I came out of this with a, a big yes. like. Uh, appreciation for a big her, boner like, as well. and a big boner too because of her big, so bones. <laughs> big bones. Uh, but she uh she really is like making the most out of like her talents and, and she truly is talented like i think she is she uh she has a magnetism mm-hmm. that, that can't be denied also big old t-tots <laughs> yeah oh the, the nick jack patty give a dog of bones are definitely on see I would, I would i would feel bad about this if but the it's movie whole thing. If, yeah the movie yeah. was leaning into it so much like i knew nothing about oh, we her definitely we have and to, jesus christ we like, have to make that point like this is the movie it's mostly we, most of the jokes are we jokes. wouldn't take a random movie with a woman like yeah. a, a busty woman and just make jokes no, like 100%. this it's just this is the joke this is her thing um but uh she gets good mileage out of it and uh, it's <laughs> well, i don't know why you laughed at that but uh, i mean no it's it's true she, she really does like it is a pretty one note joke and like a lot of them don't land like a lot of them don't land i'd oh say my God. roughly like more than half Probably of them half, don't land yeah. but the thing is like so many of these jokes are coming so fast that like right. you really just don't care that much and when one of them does land it is a genuine surprise there's a couple of moments in it that i found very funny uh, out of nowhere like the uh the one uh where she's like crying in the bowling alley after trying to get people to, yeah. to come to her show or whatever her timing in that is excellent mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. every now and then there'll be something like the little baby elvira that shows oh up my gosh like, yeah that's so fucking oh my funny. god that and was so, funny as shit some of the some of the fucking jokes about her her ding 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 her wing no joke they're like so like on the nose and like uncreative that it actually makes it even doubly yeah. funny. Sometimes they're trying to be really clever and stupid about it. Right. But other times it's just like an old man saying nice tits when she walks away. <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest actually. Yeah, it's just so fucking like to the point. It, it's weird because it feels creepy in some parts, but right. it is also like she is owning it in a way that makes it yeah. a little bit less creepy. I do want to call out that it was a little creepy because there's a lot of like uh, of sexual assault moments in this yeah, movie. there's a lot of them. She just gets grabbed a lot, which I guess is, well, is we gotta, part of the shtick here. It, but it, it, I hate to, to say it, but it, this was the 80s so like this was not it's a product of its this, time yeah this was yeah. not in the forefront as it used to as it is now uh, I, I mean the reason it. she leaves her show in the very beginning is because like a big like yeah. the Texas billionaire from the Simpsons basically right. comes up and grabs her her T-tongs <laughs> T-tongs is pretty close to the last one he said yeah her I'm, I'm, I'm running out um, but yeah I guess um, what was my point I have no idea. What were we just talking about? We were talking about the boobs. There is a weird similarity, actually. I said that these movies are all spiritually similar. They're all very similar. But one of of the kind of downside of that is there a lot of them, at least two of the three of these movies, are pretty sexual harassing. Like, some of them are like full on rapey. Beetlejuice has some moments of, of that. And this one... This is the whole shtick, and of course, this is Elvira owning it. This is our titular character not making a joke. There is she is, and is, also it, yes, that yeah is a female, so it's a little bit more palatable to watch her make these jokes than it is Beetlejuice. Well, and, and she sure, she sure. co-wrote the movie too, so right. like there is Obviously a certain degree. Into what works about her, I think, is just how like uh, like of a piece she is of herself. Like she just knows what she is. She right. goes for it, and like 
she owns it in a way that makes it a little bit more palatable than I think it otherwise would be. So it's actually, I mean, that's a huge point too that I was going to bring up. It's, just, it's, it's part of the charm, right? So one of the things that I actually really liked about this is that sure, there's some jokes and some land and some don't. It's kind of funny and obviously she's got big melons, but one of the <laughs> things that was like kind of, hey man, you don't, you don't got to reinvent exactly. the wheel here. Sure, yeah, um, no, one of the things that was kind of like in- intriguing about this movie is that it basically evolves into like her trying to like bring the town together just not on purpose but just by her being there like all the kids start like flocking to her and help her like rebuild her house she starts doing like like midnight screenings of shitty movies i I guess this is exactly like what she would do right she's showing attack of the killer tomatoes on the set of her show yeah and so like of course she is like literally a caricature but as the movie evolves like she she starts to have good impact on this town even though the adults and all the the people in power of the town are basically trying to strike her down that's the thing is all of these parts should work and i think that uh, i read that her like initial choice for this was tim burton who in his powers Ooh. i think would wow. have been a really good i think tim burton would have killed this of he would have knocked this out of the park he would have done something like a Wee's big adventure which yeah. is a fucking masterpiece like uh, but this doesn't quite work, I think, maybe based mm-hmm. on some of who the director is and because the script is a bit weak. I think. Yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, it, it, it is. It is. So many of these jokes do not land like there are those that do. And they're really yeah. funny, like and, and her timing is very good. But there are so many and there's such a, a portion of the middle in particular, too, which is just like, come on and get on with it already. Because when it does get to the end, there's some like legitimately cool, spooky stuff and like uh, some some weird practical effects that are, are really fun. And, yes, like, there is a moment that threw me off. feel very bit, horror yeah. like so, and I, I wanted more of that. Yeah. Yeah, some, there was a pretty cool puppetry involved towards the end, and it did, again, it just felt like these other movies that were fun, charming halloween movies, but this one just, it felt a little bit more discombobulated than the yeah. other two. The other two seem a little bit more uniform and, and, and um, t- together, I guess. I'm going to say tight. Like, tight, uh, yeah. Beetlejuice, I mean, it's really hard to compare Beetlejuice and Adam's Family to this because those movies are masterpieces, and we'll talk about them in a little bit, especially like screenwriting sure. and, yes. and just direction. Yes, yes. The jokes are all really creative in those two movies oh, Lord, in particular, mercy, which yeah. is one of the big differences. Well, Exactly. What was weird to me about about this movie is that where Elvira felt very like on point and very tight with her jokes and like her timing, there was something about the editing or maybe mm-hmm. it was just the screenplay in general was off, but like nothing felt like it had a time to really like sink in. Right. Right. Like she was going from like act to act to act to act to act, like doing the next yes, scene, doing the yes, next scene. Absolutely. And there was never a time like there'd be a really heartwarming scene with the kids and they would be like, okay, cut next scene. Yes. And it's like, am I supposed to be feeling for that am i supposed to care and it, then they're immediately like on the next show. joke it felt, like, it, well, it felt a lot like one of those like saturday night live movies that got optioned yes, in like yeah. the early 90s especially where it was like ah, oh, we got a character here we got to make that character stretch you know to fill sure. enough time for a movie right and elvira as endearing of a character as she is is pretty one note i mean she yes. she has her one shtick and they wear it out because they try every joke for it some of them work some of them don't right uh the ones that do though like i i, I still think are really good the bit about her with the marquee uh yeah that, uh, that was pretty funny a really pretty funny, funny joke like there's there's good stuff Stuff that lands, you, but could, you could tell there was some really thought out major jokes that were used, and one of them involves her jambalaya is opening a fucking gate, and yeah. the other one is the one used, and then everything in between is like everyone got in the writer's room and was like, okay, we got to start thinking of booby jokes. Right. Boob joke, yeah, yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. like okay, guys, I mean, like you've got enough talent here that you could make something else come of that, That's, sure. which is why something like Pee Wee's Big Adventure works where this one right. doesn't. That movie gets fucking weird, and it gets like yeah. really creative. With a I lot think this of movie could have done that. I mean, they, they start to lean into it's a similar character. Yeah, there, there's bit. some like weird supernatural shit and we find out that she may or may not be a witch with powers which is totally cool like Go I thought they were going to sure. fucking lean into that yeah. and I thought I was going to see Elvira literally cool. yeah. flying around like shooting like lightning bolts and shit like Why I was kind of I yeah. was kind of ready for that yeah. honestly she did, uh, shoot them out of those dirty pillows too while you're at it I mean, <laughs> there you <laughs> go Deb there you go <laughs> but um we can wrap this one up I uh, I'll start it off I don't have much uh, to say or really many thoughts on this movie 
I think that Elvira is is the real deal. I think that she is the truth and, and one of the better horror icons from not, now. Just, cool. from, yeah. just from seeing that movie, I think like she's funny and she is very very charming. I think she, she would make my heart melt and my dick fall off if I saw her in person. <laughs> Probably. But for whatever reason, I saw an interview with her live. It was like a live show, like David Letterman. And she just seemed a little bit maybe nervous and stilted, um, mm. but man, she killed it in this movie, and and I and that was very very cool to see, um, and just generally speaking, it's whatever. It's kind of funny sometimes, feels a little bit off other times, and just doesn't feel completely cohesive as a whole. Um, but you can really really do worse, especially around this oh, yeah. time. I mean, this is fine. This is fun nonsense. Maybe even throw it on in the background, uh, not Definitely. necessarily even on mute. Maybe maybe just volume down a little bit. And and you're in, I mean you're in business you're fine it's it's definitely gonna be a light gym for me maybe uh, it paled a little bit because I watched this third yeah. in in the, in the order of the movies that we're talking about and the other two you'll see um, you know spoiler we're gonna probably like them both a lot um, but yeah that didn't benefit the movie viewing for me but otherwise it's fine whatever um, it's a light gym what do you think Dylan yeah I I, uh, I had some fun with this one just in the sense of discovering Elvira and being able to yeah. like understand who she is and came away with a, a, a big respect for her, if not necessarily like a desire to watch another one of these movies, because I think she is a great icon, but right. I don't think that always an icon makes for an endearing character in a movie. Like there's right. really not much for her to do in this one besides talk about her DK bongo blast. And so <laughs> nice. she, she basically is just stuck doing those jokes over and over. Some of them work and they're really clever when they're delivered well, but this really felt like it should have been quite a bit shorter uh, and maybe like I, I don't know it just needed a, a different director at the helm or something something's missing here right uh, to really make this one worth recommending it was mostly boring uh, but the parts that shined did I, I think especially like at the very end spoiler alert she gets her Vegas show and the right. fucking like the Vegas show there was like fuck yeah I'd go to That's Vegas very and watch cool. this. Oh, like, very this, cool. dope. this is so cool and it's like it's very simple and it's it, but it's playing to all of Elvira's strengths and I think the movie doesn't do enough of that, unfortunately. It, mm -hmm. it it doesn't play to her strengths, if you know what I mean. Right. Uh, I, I truly do mean like her, her comedic timing and like her her likability. Like those are on display here, but they just kind of lose. You know what else is on display? <laughs> those swinging <laughs> boom booms, baby Mario and Luigi. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a light stinker for me. I mean, you can definitely it's do light a lot stinker. worse. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that Damn. there's not enough to really recommend this movie, but right. I do recommend Elvira. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I get it. Sure. Sure. What do you think, Bluster? Yeah, listening to Dylan's review, I think I think I came away with a, a greater appreciation for her and a more of an interest to watch her show, whatever that was. Right, like sure. I, I would watch that. Maybe watching the next shitty movie. old horror movies, except every now and then she comes on screen and talks about them. Like perfect, right. cool. I do that yeah. now, and nobody interrupts my fucking viewing to like let me have a breath from the bullshit I'm watching. So, I think I think in any other week this movie would be a real sensation to me. Um, but Your this of fresh air, uh, exactly. Um, just because we watched so much rest of fresh air. trash lately. Um, but sadly, this one kind of came in when we were we we're well, I mean, we're really swinging hard this week. Um, I think overall it was still it was still charming. It was kind of endearing, and and it got me in the mood for October, which is really all yeah. I, all I'm really asking for from this movie. It's kind of all I wanted from this theme, and I fucking yeah. I oh, got it. Yeah. yeah, I went to a Halloween parade. I drank with my boys, and I saw three. Well, if we include the Saw movies, I saw a ton of weird, yeah. uh, <laughs> spooky movies this weekend, and and it, and it got me ready. Like I feel like you know it, it, this is like a piece of my my horror knowledge that are, are just like. You know history that I haven't experienced, so it was cool to finally watch an Elvira thing, whatever that is. Um, and I think overall, uh, boobs you, is what you meant. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, You've the, already the, said boobs. Try again. The Sorry. hangers. Yeah, you. Gross. Okay. The tank tanks. Next, let's go to the tank tanks. Um. Anyway, just to wrap it up, I think it's it's a light gem. It's nothing crazy. It's definitely kind of weird, a little slow. But who fucking cares? Put it on. Put it on the background. Just eat. Carve a pumpkin while you're watching it. 
It's great. Yeah, it would sure. be a pretty good one to catch out of the corner of your eye, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> I'll say it's no going to catch your whole eye. <laughs> It'll catch definitely your whole eye. Um, all right. Uh, before we move on, quick quick little um, intermission. Not necessarily intermission, but let's talk about... the lobby and get ourselves a snack. Absolutely. I Speaking wish. of snacks, I do want to have you guys think of a, a Halloween snack you like around October Ooh. time. Recommendation. I'll start. I'll give you guys a second to think about it. When I say snack... I'm being very liberal, so for example, I'm gonna Not say conservative. Got it. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say for mine is my recommendation. If you're a beer drinker, is Schlafly's oh God, yeah. pumpkin beer, which mm. is and and I am a connoisseur of pumpkin beers, and I know, and I and I'm also in the same camp. I know it's sweet. I know it's very like well, whatever pumpkin. What everyone's all weird about pumpkin spice there's, now. There's a weird hatred Pumpkin's for pumpkin spice. Fucking rules. It's fine. Fight me. Yeah, if you drink one of these beers, you'll be fucking fine. But it is sweet. But I did, yeah. I've definitely done the whole gamut of these beers. I've done so many. I've tried so many of them. And this one just is always the most consistent, good yeah. uh, Schlafly's pumpkin beer. You could probably find it I at any it's, it's definitely decent. my favorite. And uh, seriously, Blooster, yours is the only one I've had that's better. And uh, honestly, you, Blooster makes a fucking it's hell fucking of a pumpkin great. beer as well. If you can get that one somehow. Somehow. <laughs> if, if you're one of the lucky, like, 30 people in the entire world that gets to drink it. Exactly. Like, a couple of years ago, there there was a request. A few people requested that's it. And I shipped it out. And I actually just oh, yeah. packaged this year's. And it tastes fucking... Oh, God, fuck, I can't yeah. I think it tastes better than ever. But yeah, dude, uh, dudes and, and, and girls out there, but I, I just assume no girls listen, but they probably do. Um, uh, check out Schlafly's Pumpkin Beer if you're a pumpkin person. Very good. Um, so what do you think, Blooster Dylan, anybody you want to jump in? If I'm thinking like movie time snacks, especially Halloween, just especially because of the color palette, but Reese's Pieces has always been mm, one of my go. favorites. Yeah, boy. It just like, I remember watching E.T. as a kid and that movie kind of scared me. And so oh, like, yeah. I have this weird association yeah. with uh, with uh, Reese's Pieces and Halloween now, even though they're not correlated at all. But I'll, I'm sure there's a billion Halloween commercials from the 90s with E.T. Oh, absolutely. Or 90s yeah. with and I fucking Pieces. love that shit. Hey, if you're feeling extra crazy, get a wild hair up your ass, get a thing of popcorn and throw the Reese's Pieces inside of it. Shit. Okay, I've that's never just actually insane. tried that, but it does sound like a great idea. Oh, it'd be, be so good. good. All right, what do you think, Dylan? Uh, my, mine is, is a classic, but it's like the one time of the year where I ever feel like uh, it's worth doing is a candied apple. I fuck Oh, nice. Weird. Okay, that is, yeah, that's it's, it's something yeah. that's a little harder to get by because I've like I've never been able to make one quite right. But like a good ass candy apple mm-hmm. is like it's it's a thing for you to do for like an hour because it's going to take forever to get that shit out of your teeth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is absolutely worth it because it's the like, treat that keeps on giving. It's the time of the year for that. One hundred percent. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Um, there you go. Those are some snacks that we like. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys email like. us with your favorite snacks. Email us and tweet us your favorite snacks. <laughs> mm, tweet us your snacks, baby. Especially if you have something completely out there that this we British might not even know about. are going to start tweeting us like you know they're like oh yeah I love uh, from I love I love knackers and uh, oh Hoberdinks yeah. And Hangs, yeah. Oh, my favorite when they're oh, drizzled. Oh, Autumn Tonkerdink. I'm fucking waiting. That's what I'm waiting to hear. That's what somebody from Troll Hunter recommended. That, yeah, that's the Norwegian uh, director. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, another movie now. We'll talk about Beetlejuice, which is a uh, Tim Burton film. You say this too many times, we're going to summon him. Ooh, boy. Uh, from Beetle Goose, Beetle Goose. Also 88? Is uh, that correct? Might be. Oh, I'll look it up. They're all pretty around the same time, to, same time period. Yeah. Yeah, we re- that was an accident, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah. They're all around the same time period, but honestly, it kind of shows in 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 the in spirit. I'm telling you, there's I can't overstate mm-hmm. how spiritually similar these are. 1988. Yeah. 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 It Damn. makes sense that they all came out around the same time because maybe there's something you know in the fucking zeitgeist around that time that was like, let's let's do a bunch of dark but really charming, was, cute movies. It probably was just Tim Burton. Honestly. I mean, yeah, Tim Burton was it was starting to really yeah come to his own. Sure. Um, Bluster, what is Beetlejuice about? 
Uh, Beetle Goose is about a uh, small family with the dad as Alec Baldwin and who's the who's the Gina wife? Davis. God, they are both fucking hunks. Oh yeah, they're yeah. they're slaying in this movie. They they live the most picturesque, beautiful little humble life in a very small town. And uh, one day they're going to the grocery or whatever. They're driving their car to go get some supplies to fix their house or whatever they're doing. And they're coming back and a dog jumps on the road and they fucking veer off and fly into the river. And they mm-hmm. die unexpectedly. They don't even know it yet. That's how that's how crazy fast it was. They go back to their house and they realize that they cannot leave their house. They're literally stuck there. And uh, earlier in the movie, we heard that someone might be interested in buying their house. So now that they're dead, well, that rich fucker just moves right in and uh, takes over their house. And now... Alec Baldwin and uh, what was it, Gina Davis? Gina Davis, yep. Gina Davis are, are basically stuck and they decide, well, I guess we're going to haunt our house and hope that we can get yeah. these guys to leave. Well, they're not very good at haunting, right? They're just they're just they're just not up to the task. They hear about this guy named Beetlejuice. If you say his name three times, he might help you uh, get some freeloaders out of your house. He's a bioexorcist. <laughs> what a yeah. dumbass. It's great. Pretty it's far, not, yeah. It sounds like something from like Ghostbusters. It's like a reverse exorcist. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know about you guys, but this is my first time seeing any of these movies, Wait, which is really? crazy. That is yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. You've never seen, you Beetlejuice? never seen Beetlejuice. Because I grew up in a, a pretty conservative household and that was just not the shit that my parents were. But wanted. you fucking watched Halloween first. On accident at my friend's house. <laughs> and it fucking ruined me until today. So I, Devin, I it was, I didn't see Beetlejuice until I was an adult. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. It, it was so funny watching with Devin because he's like, man, there's this one scene. I really love it's my favorite scene I can't wait till it comes <laughs> up I'm like how do you have a favorite scene you've never seen the goddamn <laughs> movie I know fucking the rider dancing to the fucking uh, what is it shake Sonora shake shake yeah. Sonora we're definitely using that in the music oh, somewhere oh fuck yeah, yeah. I mean that scene is rules. great I mean the music in general in Beetlejuice yeah. is awesome yeah. I will say I did watch the 90s animated show when it I was did out. too oh so I've never seen that. that that was my understanding of Beetlejuice conceptually super fucking weird that that existed yes given so it, weird who Beetlejuice is and given his relationship to Lydia oh I'm sure it was disgusting I'm sure it was so inappropriate but um, my thought was my assumption was that this was some kind of comic or something there's Beetlejuice just a, 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 the brainchild of Tim that's Burton that's fucking wild it just came out of nowhere yeah I think okay. it's, it's just a Tim it Burton it seems like, a, like an old comic like an 80s comic or something like that it, it, it is, even it is more so well realized that right. it feels like it came from somewhere else but okay. no it, it's generated of its well, own that's I mean I think impressive. the idea is cool because the, the whole crux here is, is that they literally don't know how to be dead like they right. it, I love this whole idea that there's this afterlife where you're stuck in a weird purgatory in your house and you have no idea what to do and you get a shitty handbook that's like basically in Greek or, or in like Latin or something, yeah. and you're trying to decipher how to how to be how to be a ghoul. I'm gonna be real with you though; it made me wish I was dead. Uh, wow! Like, straight Jeez. up, like the 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 whole idea of them just being able to hang out in their house yeah. forever. I was like, great, okay, that sounds cool. We it about, also sounds like a nightmare. We talked about yeah, that too. True. I feel like after 100 or 200 years, you'd be you'd like, get, well, you'd get what's going on here? But yeah. um. No, it's funny. It's it's it, it's very much like uh, it, it kind of uh, bucks the conventions of, of haunted house movies, and it's yeah. like, well, what if there was a haunted house, but the, the, the ghosts were shitty at haunting it? And, That's yeah. what's weird. Is it's so it's so ahead of its time. Right. It's like thirty years ahead of its fucking time. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. a concept that again is so well realized and so fucking out of nowhere that it blows my mind that. Th- it was this early that somebody sure. came well, it's up like, it's right. like what we do in the shadows for ghosts right. for sure yeah yeah this should have come out like five years ago yeah it's a parody like, I'd, be, I'd be like yeah that makes perfect sense we've it, seen so many haunting movies it's also like it's one of the better uses of the Tim Burton aesthetic and this really right. is like this yes. is one of the last like good ones that he made sure. like Ed Wood's probably his last good one uh I've not seen Mars Attacks though, but Ooh, like really? he had a string of them it's where he was dope. just fucking knocking them out of the park. Yeah, and he really got down like his whole thing. 
this is the most like comedically assured I feel like he ever got where, you know, he's got his, his ones that are less com- comedic, like uh, uh, Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, things like that. Sure. But this one also, I think, benefits from being uh, a fresh cast. This is not his usual yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, people. And he brings in great performances from everybody involved here. Uh, oh, everyone's nailing uh, it. Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are great. They're super adorable. Oh, yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder is awesome. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara is a goddamn treasure yeah. as the mom. Yeah, we haven't talked about the family that comes in, but they're all, I, I don't know their they're actors' so names. Weird, Winona yeah. Ryder, for one. Ever, they're all so weird and quirky and like it feels like a Tim Burton movie without being like opp- oppressively right, down right, my throat 100%. and like in my face and then you get those those little bits like the character of Otho who is like a Tim Burton character if ever there was one right but he doesn't feel out of place because he's the, the art thing, dealer right? yeah the whole thing is just so aesthetically weird and like interesting that buying this weird family dynamic totally works. Like you, you get it. I'm not sure that you even mentioned the standout here. The standout, though, of I course, mean, Michael yep. Keaton. Holy as shit! Beetlejuice, the titular Beetlejuice. Uh, all these movies are titular in their own way, one more than the others. But um, uh, boy, 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 boy. no, no jokes. All jokes aside, we have the Adams family, Beetlejuice, and Elvira. This one. Yeah, if you're gonna, we've talked about this in the past. If you're gonna have a titular title or movie, rather, then you better make sure that you're representing that title well. I didn't remember how little of them there actually is in the movie, which I think is a strength because it really knows when to save him and use him wisely. Right. Like the first third of this movie, there's almost no Beetlejuice so at all. That, I was getting so, greedy though. So I wanted that more is Beetlejuice. A little, little yeah. bit of an issue. Um, and that was, that's what the point I was getting to. Um, yeah. Again, if you're going to have a, a title, a character like Beetlejuice, you better have a lot of Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice better be good. I will say Beetlejuice was fucking He's good. Stellar. Very, very <laughs> good. So good. Did you get a lot of them? Uh, you know, that, that's, that's up for debate. I think he, the, he was like a nice hot sauce. You know, you give yeah, a couple drops in there. Right. And it's just the right amount of heat and the flavor's still there. I will say it is a little less interesting when he's not on yes. screen, but I don't know that I could take a movie right. with all Beetlejuice because right, it'd be too he, much. Intense. he is intense and abrasive and holy shit, yeah. Michael Keaton just fucking shoots for the moon. Like this, yeah. this role is so weird yeah. and, and his like performance is so Especially for Keaton, right? Like Keaton doesn't do roles like this. He, he kind of does. I mean, he has like this this comedic talent like to that. him. But yeah. like, I don't remember him doing anything like where that. he started kind of nailing that. I mean, he, he goes later on. He's doing like Birdman and, and right. more recently, like even the Vulture and the Spider Man movies. Like he's going back to that, which right. I sure. love. Which I love the great. Keaton Renaissance. But. Honestly, though, watching this movie, I mean, when you, I, I feel like our age, Keaton was probably a little bit before us. Like he he probably yeah. hit his prime in the eighties, like before we were really around. And it's easy to see why this dude is so fucking just beloved. Like he is absolutely magnetic when he's on screen, and he's he's literally acting around other star-studded casts. Yeah, like, yeah. He is not. I feel like if you were to look at just the names on the list, like he wouldn't really be one that really blips out. But holy shit, he is just absolutely chewing it up and nailing it. And like when he's on screen, you're buying it. Like I feel like he sells this entire movie well, he in the to. few scenes he's in. He has to because his character's so fucking weird <laughs> and really abrasive. Like. One thing that I forgot about this, I've seen Beetlejuice maybe like three, four times, but I forgot how fucking gross he is. Like, he's disgusting. He is. He's not just PG-13. Like he's kind of full fucking R in a PG movie. And it's a really weird fit in a lot of ways, but it it works to the movie's benefit. Like there's something that feels kind of like hard edged and and uh, I don't know, and, and odd about this one that you wouldn't expect going into it. Like it has that kind of like Americana Tim Burton thing. And then all of a sudden you get him saying nice fucking model and grabbing his dick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a strange mix. I think. When I was a kid and I watched this, I guess Michael Keaton being gross didn't really like stick with me and I completely forgot it. And so like I'm thinking, you know, why were they so opposed to using him? And everyone there's like this huge uh, uh, like aura around him where everyone's He's a walking red flag. Yeah, he, he absolutely <laughs> is a nightmare. And like even the uh, the other 
the other uh, people in the afterlife are like, make sure you do not go around him. Don't ever say his name. He's, right. he's horrible. Just try to figure out how to haunt the house on your own. Don't even go to Beetlejuice. And honestly, I mean, they, they avoid him for the better part of the movie until they absolutely cannot do it. There's a horrible situation. He yeah. gets brought in. And like watching it on the second or this, uh, this is probably my third or fourth viewing. Watching it on this viewing, I'm like, I absolutely get why Beetlejuice is repulsive. Oh, yeah, definitely. Repulsive is the name of the game there, too. I mean, he looks at like his his whole look is just like this gangrenous, yeah. weird, like he's like rotten, rotten dude. And and uh, and he's, he's just like it's a simple costume. It's really even the makeup effects are not all that good, but it's just Michael Keaton being so fucking manic yeah. that sells all of that. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad I saw it this time. Finally, uh, this time around uh, this time of year. I'm going to review it. Um, just want to throw in a last few thoughts. Uh, we, we, you know, there's so much to say about this movie, honestly, but we, some of the practical effects and the character and the creature design Real cool. are really fucking funny and cool. Like, they're, they're just... I love the little minister. Oh, I my gosh. I fucking love that dude. Yeah, when they, they're in this, like, quote-unquote waiting room um, for, like purgatory oh, device yeah. and you just see all these Those goofy, purgatory scenes are yeah, so good goofy yep. motherfuckers <laughs> like waiting people who have died in a certain way so their character slash creature design is based off how they died love it one dude is like run over by a car so he's this really thin dude hanging just fucking from up, a, hanging from a so like funny he, really <laughs> genuinely funny shit um uh, and there's there's more to talk about about this movie, but um, overall it's just what you what you probably already know about the movie. I mean I'm sure we're preaching to the choir to an extent right now. Um, it's very very fun. Uh, at sometimes it it, it it will test your I don't know uh, what, how am I trying to what am I trying to say here It's a little bit gross at some points but for the most part it's it's Beetlejuice it's whatever it's what you expect um, very very fun I, I wasn't as thrilled with it as I think probably most of the world is at this point uh, then again I've been hearing about it my whole life and whatever it's just there were points where I was a little less interested in the movie. Uh, I wasn't offended by any by any stretch or anything like that. I just felt a little bit unattached when Beetlejuice wasn't on screen for a lot of the movie. Sure, and just didn't care as much for it. Uh, but then, of course, the times that he was on was a, was a fucking absolute. Uh, it was it was a pleasure. And some of the scenes that I can isolate, like some of the dance numbers and the song numbers that happen, are fucking amazing. Great, yeah. mm-hmm. just so much fun. And those are the point. That's when this movie fucking shines with Beetlejuice on screen and these incredible, weird dance number antics. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of like whatever. But um, overall, it's definitely a gem, and uh, I'm sure most of you have seen it. If you haven't, check it out. If it's been a while, uh, check it out as well. What do you think, uh, Bluestar? Yeah, actually, I definitely see where Devin's coming from. When we were watching in our viewing, there's definitely times where I kind of lulled, but it's not. It, it's not a discredit to the movie because things move quickly. I mean, the plot is, is always oh, yeah. advancing and they're always doing something to build the world or progress the family or, or, or something like this movie is, is a testament to like Tim Burton. I mean, I'm going to say he's like a genius, especially at this time. At this like, point, he's good. He's the, a visionary for sure. The world building in this is like impeccable. Yes, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like to me, I was watching it and even when I wasn't enthralled, I was still just thinking like, holy shit. The this whole is, idea behind the handbook for the recently deceased. I fucking, fucking love that. It's it's so funny. And I, I did the whole time I'm watching and thinking this movie feels like it's, you know, a 2000s movie or a late 90s movie. Like this just feels like it's it had already seen all of where, where horror was going to go and haunting was yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. and ghosts were going to go. And we're going to make fun of that now because we've seen it a thousand times. But no, this was fucking 80s when this stuff was still kind of on the up and up. And and I was just like so impressed the entire time. And the, the you know, Dylan kind of mentions that in, in Tim Burton's later career, sometimes the visuals are just weird and kind of out of place 
And I guess I never feel that, but in this movie, you 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 can't. It all quite, makes sense. Yeah. You can't question it well, because the whole set is designed around. Yes, it. exactly. It the entire movie leans so far into it that it doesn't even feel foreign. Like you see weird sand monsters for no reason. Yeah, it's I like love a, those dudes. It's like a God. '90s kids like nightmare, like in like Ren and Stimpy or something. But it's it's fucking here. Whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and it feels perfectly in place. And this movie is just a weird, fascinating little romp. Um, even even if it does get dull, I think you have to watch this. Like I feel like it's just such a cool spooky Halloweeny vibey movie yes. that it's absolutely just essential reading at this point so it's a gem for me uh Dylan this movie just adds more uh kind of fire to my theory that like I think Tim Burton just made a Faustian bargain at some point right. to like make five or six fucking amazing movies and then man. just lose all of his oh, talent altogether. Shyamalan is in that same boat oh, yeah, absolutely. The fucking yeah. well I mean but like Shyamalan's had like a, a comeback there I think Tim Burton like, yeah. maybe I guess like Big Eyes was supposed to be good but like fucking nothing Ugh. worth watching but and his first few were just it's so crazy because he just absolutely 100% knew what he was doing at the time right like, and that's where this this movie is is kind of unbelievable is that all of the parts of this like taken on their own absolutely should not work together uh, like Bluster mentioned the Rocco's Modern Life Sandworm like right. they come out of fucking nowhere the the set design everything is so fucking weird and off kilter but it is all off kilter in a way that feels absolutely precise and then you add to that the the sheer fucking chaos that michael keaton brings with his role yep. and you've got this bizarre recipe that all seemingly works together it's not perfect i don't think it's my favorite uh of the early tim burtons uh but it is absolutely worth watching and it is probably like the best distillation of what he did when he what he was doing was magic uh so it's definitely worth a watch if you somehow haven't seen it like Devin. Uh, and if you have seen it, it's a great uh, Halloween watch. Yeah. Like this this will get you in the mood. Uh, it's it's a big gym. We all like to revisit movies from time to time, especially around this time. So give it a revisit. That's um, mostly what I do around this time, honestly. Yeah, I, I I actually tend to almost yeah enjoy that more than than trying out new stuff because I already know I know what October fucking. Well, no, what's I'm, good I'm, to watch I'm October. down to do three new ones anyway. This, sure. this is where you fucking watch whatever you want, whatever yeah, little guilty pleasure you got. I mean, yeah. right before I came over, I was actually watching Urban Legend with Kels on yes. Pluto. Uh, because it was just, that. It was I was off that. Now, that is a good Halloween watch. Baby. I was actually liking it more watching it with ads like in my yes, living room yeah. for not for the show. I was kind of loving it. <laughs> oh, dude, that's one of my favorite pastimes. We talked about Pluto this. TV. Yeah, you just introduced. I was going to recommend yeah. that we game were, changer. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it reminds me of like one of my favorite things during October is to not pick a movie and, and to go like for example to the Spike TV marathon. And it's like oh, Wrong Turn Seven's on. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's watch it. Yeah, there's that, something about just watching shitty, not yes. handpicked horror movies yes. that really feels good. Like I, I actually like I was at Devin's house a lot this week and we talked about this but he has a little horrible mug on his coffee table yeah. and it just is filled with little clippings with like movie titles on them so he just literally plucks one out yes and he has a movie title I, I, it, it, too much pressure sometimes it's just like fuck it you tell me what yeah, to watch there's, there's some, like a, a lost art to that almost and yeah. it's funny too going to pluto tv which we should mention is like a free app you can just download it and it is just old tv like yeah. it's just tv not not any like kind of streaming service or anything like no. that. Like it is just several channels you can pick from and it plays shit with ads in it. And it's so wild that that feels fresh and novel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so yeah. funny because like, we were just, just what it was. You don't need then, an account. You don't need to do a fucking free trial or anything. But it's been a blast because they've got at least at this time of year. I don't know if this is all year, but they've got like two or three yes. dedicated horror channels at the they've moment. They've got some good shit on there. And, they and have like Terminator. Playing, yeah. Stuff that's playing like all, all 80s hits like James Bond movies. Like yes. oh, yeah. uh, all kinds of shit. Uh, so it's it's a really cool little curated list. I, I've been enjoying Kels has been binging shitty old MTV. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, like I cannot watch That's it because it's so cringy. But like, <laughs> like Blind Date and like uh, oh, yeah. Friend Zone and oh, shit. Yes. I'm like, man, you need to turn this off. I can't handle it. Put we it got, on. Hey, fuck it. We gotta steer back into horror though. And For sure. As far as recommendations goes, let's do another one before we get into our next and final movie. 
Uh, we already recommended something kind of snacky or something to eat to eat uh, to eat on. Now let's talk about an, uh, not not an event, but a an experience that you would recommend. So, for an example, you could say uh, haunted hayride. Make sure you get out and do a haunted hayride. Make sure you go to a haunted house. Um, I'll start again. My uh, recommendation for an experience to do during this time of year, my favorite thing to fucking do, you guys already know, it's watching movies outside somehow. So God good. damn it, that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, in particular, I love the drive-in. Um, our drive-in, unfortunately, it's closed for the season. It's Georgetown Drive-In, but please check it out next year. Uh, there is another one called like the Sodding. Uh, yeah, Solderback. Yeah, Solderback Drive. I thought it was. I thought it was our boy Paul's. I was like, uh, is this his title? Like, did he have it start his own? It's like Solderback. But anyway, just Google uh, local drive-ins. If you, if you can get to one within an hour's drive, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Especially please if patronize around. them. Like well, all they, of them have to be struggling. So please help oh, yes, them out. Yeah. yeah, give them give them your money. Uh, bring in your favorite beverages and your favorite snacks and check out. See, be on the lookout for uh, for throwback movies because they're often we'll be doing. Uh, old Texas Chainsaw or, or oh, old God. Halloween movies. Yes, I just want to again thank Georgetown. Like they yes. they put on a they they put on great movies for one, and yes. they're always very welcoming and nice. But two, they go to the, the they go to the yes. eleven right. Yes. Like they literally have a, a rusted truck that gives rides. They have people yeah. in costume. They have a fucking maze. Yes, like a haunted house to get to the great concession stand. Like yeah, they have we, their, we're we're honestly like they could charge fifty dollars a ticket, oh, and yeah. they probably would. Oh yeah, be still not would like raking that. it in. They have their own radio station, dedicated radio oh, station, God, Georgetown yeah. Radio, where they have their own ads. Yeah, about, they were killing it with the selections this yes. year too. Yeah, that's very, kind very of like fun. one thing I love about whenever we go to our friends' uh, barn event. They always yes. do like handpicked ads and trailers yes. and stuff. It gave, it gave me those kind of vibes. Get you so, in that mood. And we'll be doing that next weekend. That'll be an outdoor marathon at a barn. That's my recommendation. Try to watch a movie outside one way or another. Even just like uh, bring out your laptop onto your porch Fuck and sit yeah. there. Like. Yeah, Seriously, just being outside in the cool October yeah, the crispy air, baby. October right. air, yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think of an, an experience you could recommend? What do you like to do around October? So you took mine, but I'm going to say go to a, a Halloween party. Um, it's just yeah. nice to, oh, yeah. uh, obviously, you're going to go hang with your friends. You're going to drink or you maybe you won't, but you're just going to be around people that are just in the spirit and you're going to be hopefully dressed up if you're into that kind yes. of stuff. And it's just like, it's a good excuse to, to hang out with friends and just talk about, shoot the shit about uh, yeah. horror movies or, or movies in general or fucking October or whatever. Look forward and you're gonna to it every eat. year. This is one thing that I was pissed off about with the parade this weekend is I was really craving some like October themed treats. Like I wanted right. like little cookies shaped like bats yes. and pumpkins yeah, yeah. and weird pumpkin spice shit. Like I know everyone's making fun of it, but I would have, I would have killed for that. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Uh, that's what Halloween parties are for. I feel like. When you get to, uh, to our age and above, it's uh, Halloween gets even more and more fun, in my opinion. Like it's being, it's fun as a kid. That's the, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's better now because every person can yeah. do something. You can yeah. bring something like a, a dish and or like no fucking rules. Yeah, costumes you don't have to do better. anything to get that candy. You can buy that. You just fucking buy candy. that fucking candy. You drink that beer. You hang out. Uh, what's your experience to share? I gotta say, like uh, anything, like a harvest festival or yeah. a like uh, an outdoor pumpkin patch or something like that. Oh yeah, you can go and like just smell hay. I yes. know that sounds fucking yes. weird, but like. Hey, that exact uh, smell and like like falling leaves that shit gets me in the oh, mood yeah. and also you can get a pumpkin out of it like yes. go go enjoy yourself we've got a local place Huber's uh, is is nearby us which uh, which does a great little like pumpkin patch and kind of winery and everything like that if you've got anywhere nearby uh, that's gonna have bales of hay go and have yourself one hay of a time hell hey yeah. hey, hey now hey, hey yeah so. Go to a drive-in, go to a Halloween party, smell some fucking hay. God, just stick your nose in that stick hay. Stick your nose now in that Now that we're hay. saying all these things, I feel I'm ready for October, baby. Pick a pumpkin. Uh, let's do our final move. Fuck a pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right. just said it in unison. <laughs> Fuck All right, we're fucking pumpkins this year. You really I need an extra small one. Wow, good it's stuff. It's weird. All of your jack-o'-lanterns just have one hole in them. No. Yeah, it's my jack-off lantern. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh. Wow, really, really fun. 
Let's talk about our final movie, The Addams Family, which the titular is uh, Adams Family. the titular Addams Family, which is done by Barry Soddenfield, who is again notable for Men in Black and Wild Wild West. Ugh, we don't uh, talk I about haven't that seen one. Wild Wild West since I was so, a kid, but Men in Black makes perfect. So sense. he's batting a thousand for you right now, basically. Men in Black <laughs> is maybe my second most watched movie after the Fifth Element. Oh, I've watched be. it so many times. It's unbelievable how many times I, I can quote it. that movie. Um, and like we said, there is no doubt about it after you f- you learn the fact that it is Barry Soddenfield. You're like, oh yeah, makes sense. These two movies. Just Definitely. makes sense. I'll talk about this movie, Adam's Family. Again, a, a fucking absolute pleasure to to be able to um, to cut my teeth on this one. The first time I've seen it. Same uh, here, actually. Same. I've never seen it either. Cool. I saw the the sequel growing up, but not okay. the original. So Kel- Kels was actually really sad. I didn't watch this with her. She's like, this is one of her childhood favorites, and she's like, this is one that you want to share with somebody. It, I feel she like. may be on something, and she might be on something. It's 1991, of course, about the most <laughs> lovable dark family, the Adams Family, the titular Adams Family. Yep, exactly. Based on the TV show in the 80s, I believe. Um, and this is... is the 60s. It's, oh, the sorry. Old, black and white is old. It's, it's old then. Um, but this is the first major movie, I believe, of it. And it's a very pretty simple plot line. What we have going on is we have our Adams family, but Uncle Fester has been run out of the house for some reason. Uh, Gomez... He went to the Bermuda Triangle. He went to the Bermuda Triangle. Gomez believes it's because uh, they got into a little bit of a tiff. And Gomez misses his dear brother, Uncle Fester, and really wants him back. At the same time, uh, people tangentially related to the Adams family who just want their fortune are going to try to con the family. It's like a lawyer and his uh, and someone else, again, related to the family somehow. They're going to come in and try to take that money from them. And how are they going to do it? Well, it just turns out that maybe one of these con artists, uh, the woman, has a nephew named Gordon or a son. A son, yeah. A son, son named Gordon who looks exactly like Uncle Fester except he has hair. So what they're going to do is shave that head and he's going to go in, pretend to be Uncle Fester to learn about the, the, the secrets of the family and the family fortune and try to get away scot-free. It's a Meet, weirdly convoluted plot. Yeah, but the, the fact of the matter is Gordon, uh, sorry, Gomez misses his, his uncle and the, uh, sorry, his, his brother, Uncle Fester. And then a guy comes in that looks like Uncle Fester to steal their money. And we get to see all these funny shenanigans ensue with the family and this uh, this fake fester mm-hmm. i'm actually going to be totally honest i didn't admit it during the viewing because i was embarrassed it's kind of hard to understand i, I was on. really it, confused it hard to follow at first i was yeah. really confused if the uncle fester quote unquote that's the imposter yeah. was really him or not i actually still don't really know i can tell uh, you i can tell you for sure the end but it kind of doesn't matter the ending pays off you know in a cool way with that yeah. but like for for all intents and purposes it is christopher lloyd playing uncle fester through yes. the movie yes. okay. only it's a guy pretending to be uncle fester absolutely Dude, yeah. the, I, I just want to say that the this, this movie is so incredibly charismatic Holy shit! So yeah. cute. It's um pretty hard not to be enthralled. Like, I I actually was dreading watching this a little bit because when I think of the Adams family, I think of like Hot Topic and I think of right, like the aesthetic right, right. this movie created and like this is like the, a weird goth uh ideal that I feel like was gonna be like a, I, th- I thought it was gonna be a, like a joke. Like, you want to be honest? I get it. Yeah, I, I totally but that's the thing. It. After watching it, I mean, this family is so fucking endearing. Oh my god, it's impossible not to love. You them. love their love, and and, and it's so and the, the irony in this in this entire fucking concept is incredible. They're I, the I wanna, nicest people. I, I want to back up a little bit because I want to sure. I want to reiterate that we watched fucking the train wreck that is Saw Six. Thank Holy you, thank you. Shit, we need yeah. to draw a great comparison. Here. Yes. So I I I'm an English nerd. I, I don't talk about it much, but I that's what I studied in school and college, and I teach it still. 
So watching fucking Saw Six was like a fucking uh, one of uh, the worst put together scripts I've ever seen. Oh, a nightmare! It was a fucking train wreck. For it those was, of you who haven't seen it, it, is, it yeah. it's, a, it's a waking nightmare. It's that it Charlie Day. It's that Charlie Day meme from Always Sunny where he <laughs> yeah. got the coffee. He guys. works at the post there, office. There are legitimately yeah. four different jigsaws in the yes. one movie. What, so, what the fuck? I was sick to my stomach after watching that. And then you see a movie like Adam's Family, and it fucking revives my hope in, in humanity just, and just tenfold. It's movie amazing. Quality. The it's movie, amazing what giving a shit does. Yes. Yeah. That the movie is a master class in writing. You could literally yes. write a thesis on the Adams family and its use of irony, it's 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 verbal well, irony, it's situational irony. Yes, it's it is kind of one note, but it that is. one note they, fucking works. They get every such time. mileage out of what originally the Adams family's concept is basically like, hey, here's this, leave it to Beaver family, except they're Opposites. they're like goth like weirdos and they're right. like, they un, love undead. And so you know, oh, isn't it funny when they interact with the neighbors who actually are like right. the leave it to Beaver style? And that is the joke. Like that's all that the Adams family right. is. But holy shit, do they get mileage out of it? Sure. So, one. so for example, with the, the the verbal irony that you get over and over again is, is simple. If you see a leave it to Beaver show, Beaver show, they're gonna tuck their kids and say, "Have a good sleep." Blah blah blah. What are they gonna say in the Adams family? Sweet nightmares. So, have some terrible nightmares, yeah. honey. <laughs> and it fucking. But they're way more clever than me. They're way more clever than that. Um, and on top of that, to kind of uh, to to really compliment the writing even more they also have some complex characters Wr yeah. writing gomez versus writing wednesday versus writing uncle fester is really really tough gomez has its very old-fashioned romantic boy i love him in every sense of the word so style of speaking even the way he dresses yeah he, he dresses from a different era he's listening to to gomez and morticia talk to each other and then kind of dialing it back and, and, and breaking the fourth wall and being like somebody wrote that conversation right it's really really can, impressive can I just say the casting Oh my oh, god! My god! The it's unreal. The casting in, a in particular shit. Of, yeah. of Morticia and Gomez good is Lord. so good. Angelica Houston sells the absolute shit out of like what is ultimately a very one note character of kind of like the goth like vamp basically. Like she's a damsel right. and she's like always lit with just her eyes, you know, showing through shadows. Yeah. And always has literally perfect makeup. Like yeah. never yeah. ever like faded or smudged. And and her and Gomez, who is this kind of vivacious, like kind of old style, yeah. almost like a silent movie kind of lead. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the two the two of them in their interplay, like Raul Julia and Angelica Jesus, Houston yeah. are just God, so, so good. good. I think that like obviously they're extremely talented actors that are given an absolutely incredible script. They're directed like yes. fabulously, and I mean, don't saying she's one note, but that's not no, that's not to discredit her. It's just that she works perfectly in every situation it, because they get so much mileage out of those archetypes. Yeah. That, it's it's crazy to me because never once did I ever like doubt like I I never like broke the fourth wall and like just doubted my characters. I right. literally was completely enveloped and like watching her be this character in every situation was so fucking oh, yeah. fun. Like. There, one of my favorite scenes in this movie where there again there, there's this constant back and forth is this Uncle Fester is this not and like Uncle uh, the Uncle Fester uh, under fucking goddamn Uncle Fucker I cannot say this <laughs> motherfucker's name this Uncle Uncle fucker. Uncle Fucker he uh, of course he's got a very complex situation because he's trying to act like he's the uncle yes. and like get in, you know get inside this family and everything but there's a great scene where uh, the mom uh, like I almost called her Elvira what's her name uh, Morticia no, Morticia, yeah. Morticia is is taking Uncle Fester's imposter to their graveyard and literally explaining yes. like their family crest and everything. And she goes up to this giant, hilarious looking like monolith of a yeah. fucking like gravestone. And she says something about like, like their family credo or something. It's like, we always get right. people who like harm us or something. And right. like, he's just like sweating she's bullets. She's clearly trying to make him sweat because they're on him a little bit. They think that something might be off. So she's explaining all the gravestones and how these people died 
Like it's just so cool. Firing squad, fucking torn so limb from limb, and you can see Uncle Fester. And she's course, loving it. Gordon slash Uncle Fester kind of sweating it out there, just like, oh boy, what That's am I doing as here? As good as the casting is for everybody, Christopher Lloyd, of course. Wowie, wowie. Uh, he is so so good in this, and like I know him as, of course, you know, uh, Doc from, right. from the Back to the Future movies, and he's endearing in those two. But like, there is a, again similar to Beetlejuice, like this real manic energy that feels very assured uh, that comes from him. Like he's doing something that could be kind of one note and stupid, yep. but he is is making the absolute most out of it. And the fact that he has to play essentially two characters during this crazy, it's crazy that he manages to pull it off as well as he He even changes like voices a lot when he's talking to his mom versus talking to the family versus talking to the kids. Like it's crazy. This movie, it should be nonsense and and should be like hard to follow. Well, I mean, it even for me, it It was a little bit in some ways. Yeah, it is a little bit, but like, it doesn't really matter if you ever get off the rails a little bit, just fucking watch it. There's a scene of Wednesday and Pugsley torturing each other. Absolutely. Oh my God. The kid, the kids, I feel like they're great. The kids don't get enough uh, screen time in this movie, but they are so Ricci is fucking fabulous. They're so good. And they're so quirky and weird. And and I I love Pugsley too, that he's just like a good boy who loves to be tortured. Like, (laughs) he's so derpy. (laughs) Everything sings in this movie and no pun intended. I want to point out the soundtrack is fucking good. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is good. Yeah. It, it's just it's just very heartwarming. Obviously, you got the iconic Adam Sandler song, but then it's just very orchestral. Um, you get a great rap at the end. You get yeah. You get the I think the MC Hammer the rap. Family. Yes, which is on my Halloween playlist. Um, but it all really just sings to the point where it really does give me goosebumps talking about it. And at the time watching it, certainly I get goosebumps and honestly a little bit teary eyed at moments that because it it really we we haven't you can't overstate we haven't nailed home enough how sweet and charming. And just wonderful this movie is to see the love in this family, the love of Gomez and Morticia with each other, the love of Morticia and Gomez and their daughter and their son, yes. their, the uncle. It, they're just it's the most loving, dark, sweet, uh, tragic family you'll ever see. It's, it's it's just really wonderful to watch. Absolutely. I mean, it, and it's brought home, too, because later on, eventually they get kicked out of their house, you know, for some yes. circumstances in the plot. It's heartbreaking. And like, the, fire, the family gets even closer. Like, they're going yeah. through hard times. It and really like, pays off very well, it, yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the, like... Their it, their love could almost be comical in any other movie, but it's so it just brings you in and just like gets you gripped so hard on like their their plight and their their whole like plot and the, what what they're trying to do. And honestly, I mean to bring this back around to this whole theme of getting us in the spirit of of oh, like man. Halloween, I feel like this, this movie it, probably yeah. was you know not single handedly, but a huge part of just Halloween in general being as as on the forefront and, like, and, and just popularized as it is. I mean, we already talked about. I feel like this movie probably popularized a lot of goth like style. Sure, and, absolutely, and I made mean, it. Gomez and Morticia are relationship goals. Uh, oh, absolutely. We we were talking about that so say, much in our group. I like, explain. Everybody was saying hashtag goals for everything in this movie. But they tr- says, they truly are, and like yeah. not in a in a kind of sense where you're like, oh, hashtag goals. Like they really are. Like there is something oh, yeah. so sweet about the way that they interact and how loving they are. They with are one so another. just enamored with each other and infatuated the kids and yeah. like and like they're so family oriented like the literally the entire plot is like we need to get uncle fester back we miss our uncle yes. right like and it just it's all about bringing this family together dancing you know bringing up old traditions like jesus this this movie is Whew. But speaking of ahead of its time, I mean, this the effects it, look great. Well, the first off, damn, we, we can talk about good. that. But uh, yeah, the, the fact that this came out in the 60s, 70s is insane to me. This this seems more pertinent today than ever. Just the, the, the culture of it. Of, well, of, you're in luck. They released an Adam's Family movie exactly. this year. And that does not surprise me at all. 
Um, but yeah, let's go back to the Barry Sodenfeld factor. This, the effects in this are really, really fun. Of course, the creature design, etc. In particular, I don't want to spoil it too much. There is a school play scene that is just next <laughs> level. So oh good. God, so May, funny. Maybe my favorite moment in the entire movie. It's Completely just, just unexpected. Oh too. yeah, it's wonderful. And it's incredible. And you, and then that's another one of those points where you say Barry said the, the guy who did MIB makes sense. Um, yeah, the effects are, are, are wonderful. The thing this. looks really good. Just the hand yeah. scooting around everywhere, like surprisingly, doesn't look super CG or, right. or dumb. Like it, it holds up very well. They're they're very very tasteful with right. that. Like both both this and Beetlejuice to me just feel like so assured. And like yeah. there's yes. the scenes like I mean the the play scene for instance could easily be nonsense, right? Like yes. could not make sense or not be funny. It could be so out of place. But again, like. That's that's that scene where we get to see uh, Uncle Fester he's like kind of breaking or Gordon slash Uncle Fester right he's having that weird character break in his own right going between his two or three characters oh, he's, he's a doing. very dynamic character where you're and wondering like, like is he gonna try to follow through with this because he's because Gordon uh, starts to really fall in love with the family himself I feel like it's kind of like us like at first you're turned off and weirded out by the family <laughs> but then like literally by the half point of the movie you're like I want to I want this family to adopt me dude right. I want to be in there and even even Gordon can't over uh, even the, I want the grandma to cook me some weird worms or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's called Stockholm Syndrome, really, sir. <laughs> I guess so. But goddamn, it's endearing. Yeah, and speaking of Beetlejuice and, and the spiritual similarities between these movies, there's another great scene I want to point to. That is just one another song and dance number, which you see in almost all three movies, right? Or it, you yeah. do see in all three movies. For sure. Um, and, and the song and dance number is just so fun. So much fucking fun to watch. Um, you talking about when they were doing the ballroom dancing and shit? Well, yeah, I'm, well, they they do like a brothers dance that. Oh, that that's Gordon great! Has to, the yeah. mamushka, the mamushka. Yeah. Yeah. The whole again, the, and the whole thing about that is like he doesn't know the dance. Like, he just has I, to I was loving that. I was yeah. loving that. Or maybe he does. Who knows? It kind of comes out the end. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, this movie, if it doesn't make your heart melt, especially if you're listening to this podcast and like this kind of culture uh, behind Halloween in October, then something's wrong with you. I mean, the, the, I I haven't truly, truly haven't felt. This kind of um, charm and and and, and love and, and uh, just sweetness about a horror adjacent movie yeah. since I can remember. Um, and I did just see. Well, Beetlejuice isn't necessarily um, not the most charming, but it, <laughs> it's, it's it, close. It does its charm. It's own way. And, and then Elvira also a little bit charming. Yeah. Charming, yeah, sure. With some whatever. This movie, I think, just bats a thousand. Yes, exactly. Adam's family bats a thousand with charm and where the other two have moments that kind of make you question and feel a little bit gross I can't remember no, much to me. this one even when Morticia and Gomez are, are talking very sexually to each other it's in a very cute way it's like they're a married couple that are super sexually it, it always makes you laugh too. It's, it makes you laugh it's cute you, you hate to dismiss it because it's funny but yeah. like the, their jokes land sure so yeah when this movie wraps up and they're in a graveyard and you see all that awesome fog for that, for that Sonnenfield <laughs> fog and you hear that orchestral Halloween style music and the Adams Family anthem comes at the end I would just I wanted to cry it's just really really that sweet and that good one, one of the most charming movies I've seen in a long long time especially in this culture um i have to very very much recommend it uh, as far as non full-on horror halloween movies go this might be my favorites um Damn. obviously we usually do full-on halloween people like their hocus pocuses people like this is better than hocus yeah, pocus. yes this is just better um check I it love out hocus pocus, but uh, this yes. one does something else this this is the, my favorite and i cannot recommend it enough uh, strong jim booster yeah, I'm glad that I finally watched this and I can finally say, like, I get it. This movie is absolutely deserving of its cult status. And it's really easy to see why, because this movie basically celebrates everything that is Halloween. I or, think it's underrated, or, honestly. It took yeah, me this I don't long hear much about yeah. it. it. 
it's weird to say that because I feel like this movie is so in 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 our culture. The Adam Stanley in general is for sure, but mm-hmm. the, I didn't even know they had a movie at this time. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like people talk about the movie much. Right. I think it's like more about the second one. I feel like. maybe that's I, the one I'd actually see. Yeah, because people actually kept asking Dylan about it when about we were the there. summer camp like portion yeah. of that one too. People remember. I feel like at this point the movie is just like an afterthought to people, and it's just like what Adam Stanley represents and what their style is and everything. Like, and and I get it, and, and I think this movie is is such a gem because it, it just makes us feel so warm and happy to celebrate yeah. all of this 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 weird violence and in oopy doopy stuff and, right. and skeletons and oh yeah and and this movie just just makes you f- it's like a warm halloween hug. did we mention it's fucking hysterical it's really funny yeah i hope yeah. we talked about that i mean yeah. if you've seen men in black you get it like right I feel like if you've seen Men in Black and love that, I mean, it's a weird recommendation, but oh, yeah, it's true. this similar. movie bats a thousand just like that movie. And and the, the entire time I was watching this, I was just feeling so giddy and happy yes. and just it's like a nice little it's a nice little Halloween hug. And yes. like, again, this movie just fucking threw me right into October and just threw me into the dirt. And I'm ready to dig my own grave and and fucking live in it now, <laughs> live in my October grave. Um, That's tight. It's funny as shit. And it's super charming. Like. I feel like as a feel-good movie, you need to go check this out. It's an absolute gem. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, I I, I guess I had only seen the second one because I remember the Addams Family from growing up, but it was, I guess, just the summer camp one where that happens. Uh, and I remembered liking it mm. even then because, you know, it was like spooky stuff you got to see on screen that was PG enough. Uh, but knowing where this came from, uh, I, I, I hadn't seen this thing before. And goddamn, it is great. It is really, really good. And uh, beyond all... You know, the, this just bucket of talent that made this right. movie. There's also it's just so fucking funny. Like, yes. I spent most of this time. Granted, I was a little cackling. drunk, but just cackling like I had a headache afterwards. I had yeah. to go home because I had a headache from laughing so hard at this movie. Everything lands and is just so goddamn assured of itself uh, and is just so utterly charming. Every in every just moment of this movie just oozes charm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, it definitely is like shooting right up to the top of the Halloween recommendations mm. list. Because it just feels like the season, uh, and it's just a, a movie about love that just gives you plenty of love in return. It's great. It's yeah. a it's a strong gem. Love this thing. Love it. I yeah. definitely think watching this before Elvira hurt my viewing. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because this this basically did what Elvira was trying to do, but like at least just a hundred times. But, but I mean, you can't do much better than than Adam's family. Like you said, there's too there was too much talent behind it. And I mean, just, we said, I said lightning blurred. in a bottle earlier. I don't yes. think you could ever make this again. It no, kind of feels. Just, like, I mean, they they just made the the CG one that came out that has a pretty stacked sure cast, fine. and like I'm sure it's pretty it's fine. But I think even doing it in CG kind of mm. loses some of the mark of what I'm makes already this one uninterested. So, yeah, so interesting. It's just like incredible set design. And, yes. and just really cool people like hamming it up. I don't yes. know. You don't get to mm-hmm. see that with the CG. Yeah. All right. Let's um wrap up this episode. But we've already talked about our favorite Halloween. October time snack. We've talked about it, uh, kind of an experience to to do my around this time. time. Let's do the fucking obvious and start uh, pumping out, spewing out some Halloween October movies to watch. Um, I'm gonna give a couple uh, and just really briefly talk about it. These are very similar uh, style of movies. They're <laughs> mockumentary style movies. They pretend to be these like old '80s call-in shows um, that, that are like Halloween themed, Halloween hosted call-in news shows. Uh, the first one that came out um, actually in the early 90s is called, um, oh no, I'm going to, Ghost, Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch. Yeah. Thank you. Ghost Watch is a, it is a uh, fake BBC like call in Halloween special. Uh, and uh, honestly, when it was actually first played in the 90s, they didn't present itself as fake and people flipped the fuck out because they were looking understandably at, yeah love that. it's weirdly scary it is very yeah it's it's very sober it's very it takes itself very seriously it's very stoic um 
And uh, yeah, it's just a very fun mockumentary style uh, uh, story, a Halloween story done by BBC. And then I think someone took a page out of that book. It has to have been a little bit influenced yeah. uh, in the past five years with WNUF Halloween special. That's WNUF Halloween special came out in 2013, I believe. And that's a more comedic take. It's very funny. Yes. Incredibly funny. A more comedic take take on that BBC story. Um, the, the difference between those two, the major one is a tone. And second, this one has fake commercials and trailers as well that are spliced within this fake uh, they, they both end up in some similar places, though. I was going to say, not to go. discredit WNUF, because no, it does, scary. for me, get pretty scary at the end. Uh, they, and they both actually do, yeah, start, they, 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 the tone kind of does dip towards the end into actually a little bit of scary stuff. So check those out. They're perfect for Halloween. They're literally fake Halloween specials. I, love them. I don't know both how you can be more Halloween. WNUF Halloween special, um, which is uh, from the United States, and then the British show uh, Ghost, uh, Ghost Watch. Uh, what do you think? Bluetooth, what do you want to recommend? So the irony of me being on a horror review show is that I'm actually terrible at recommending movies this is true. and uh, picking this. them. I'm going to do two, though, that just because I've got them on the top of my mind. One, it's uh, it's it's quickly becoming, again, my favorite, but Texas Chainsaw. We've talked about it before, but specifically, I think you should do it on a projector. I think you should do it outside sure. in the in the probably the lowest quality you can find it, whatever that Maybe looks like. Maybe turn down the screaming so your neighbors don't call the cops. Yes, absolutely. No, turn up the screaming. There when you do that. There's something to me that is so magical. The first time I watched that movie was on a projector outside with Devin's hot cocoa in my hand. Mm. And the recent time I watched that, that was on the grass, staring up at the stars, watching a just an absolutely washed out nightmare of Texas Chainsaw. With Devin's and hot cocoa in your hand. Yeah, I that, fucking that, wish that's I, what I used to call it back. Then. I, had, I had something else of Devin's that was hot in my hand, but it wasn't cocoa. Um, Wiener. There's, there's something about... <laughs> yeah, hot piece of my shit. There's... <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucy. We yeah, always do. No, no, it's good. It's good. no, you're fine. You're fine. There's something about that movie that that it looks great in, in modern rips and everything, but there's it something really about does. watching it outside in a projector, just with your friends, with a blanket on, that is terrifying and brutal. And and should you just you feel like you're watching something you should never have it's seen? It's a movie that looks weirdly better not in Blu-ray format. They I think. both look just really they're good. Great, in their, in their like, own it's just charming ways. Yeah, kind of like it, Alien, it, where like the lo-fi really does right. it some fa- some favors. It does. And this is one that uh, we actually we, we talked about a lot in Texas, but uh, I want to bring it up again. We just talked about Shyamalan, but I think Sixth Sense is oh one. Oh my that, gosh, yes. That every time I think about it, actually Sixth is Sense, that season too. I think yep. it's like a very Octobery. Yes, that movie is. I feel like kind of a sleeper now. It was a huge phenomenon in the early two thousands. But good. Sixth Sense is is such a treat, and a lot of people like our friend Matt who had never seen it, but he's like, yeah, I've seen, I know the twist. Sure. So I don't need to watch it, right? I was like, the thing with Shyamalan, what he was hitting is that the his twist don't fucking better. matter. They make Not it the better. whole movie, yeah. The they twi- make it better, yes. but they they literally don't hinge yeah. on that at all. And Sixth Sense is still gut wrenchingly horrifying. Yes, is gut wrenchingly so emotional sad. and strong. God, it's so sad. It's, it's tragic. It's, it's tragic, but and it, it's poignant. Just, just something about the visuals of that movie just looks mm. very it looks very somber and Octobery and it's just it's a, it's a real treat. Good pick. I really really do have to kind of uh, back that up because I I didn't see it till about four years ago because I was like oh 90s movie I know the twist right and, oh my god I am so glad I forced myself to watch it. It's so, a great fucking movie. Yes, and I fucking think, hate Shamla. I'm here over here recommending yes, it. If you think you know what happens, you're wrong. Or maybe maybe you know a little bit, but it's just it is a gorgeous gorgeous movie. If you haven't seen it since the 90s. Please revisit it. And I also want to point out that those movies will be easily rentable. I'm sure they might even be Definitely, on Hulu yeah. on Netflix. With WNUF and Ghost Watch, WNUF, go, go to this website. Just Google Just Watch. Uh, Just Watch is a good website to put in a movie, and it'll tell you where you can actually stream it. We use oh, it yeah, good point. We we use, that's it. how we find a lot of yeah, our stuff. Just Watch, and because I know that WNUF only has one option. It's a weird Microsoft option. It's like a Microsoft.com. Are you serious? So strange. Streaming, but that's so dumb. But if you want to go through that and pay the four bucks, which I 
do think you should. Oh yeah, definitely do it. Um, and American, uh, sorry, that's a ghost. That's ghost w, watch. That's WNUF. Ghost Watch, on the other hand, I think is on Shutter, and I think you probably rent that on like an Amazon or something. But yeah, yeah. check those out. Pay the four bucks for it. It's worth it. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, uh, going off uh, Bluesters there. Another Shyamalan recommendation: The Village is a great yeah. movie. Oh for fall. yeah, good uh, choice. I really love that movie, and I think uh, it's it's not so much a, a horror movie uh, first and foremost. It's more just a really good drama. Uh, that uh, is about as fucking autumn as it gets right. uh, and and really sets that mood. Uh, mm-hmm. But also for a more kind of like a horror approach, a uh, recent one that we we picked up and I didn't realize how good it, good it was is uh, Hell House LLC, which I think is a great uh, pick for this time of year. The whole idea of like yeah. an actual haunted, haunted house uh, that, uh, that, you know, they're making. And additionally with that one, I, I want to say it's called like Frighteners Art of the Scare, I think is the one I'm thinking of. There's a couple of really good documentaries about the people who make, uh, you know, like haunted houses kind of as a you know, side gig basically. And uh, there's one of them that's on Netflix, I believe is Frighteners uh, really fucking good and super endearing. Just watching the, the weirdos who make right. these things happen. That's cool. I didn't see that. Yeah. You got just at least, you know, a good six or seven recommendations there again, go to just watch. I think it's just watch.us or com. but yeah, just Google just watch, put in the title that we told you and American scream. I think that's the movie American screams. Yeah, that sounds right. Both well, of those are good. If, those, if any of those sound good, which they fucking are good, go ahead and figure out through that streaming service, where to find them, uh, throw a few bucks down and, and get your, get your boys and girls to get and check it out have fun uh, and again I'm going to bring it up again but thanks to Devin I'm going to be going home I'm going on Pluto and I'm going to be going to the horror channels yes. and I'm going to be streaming those in the background through Great most of this wind month down, yeah. I would highly recommend that if you're if you have any weird nostalgia like we do for shitty old TV yes. with ads like there's just something that's it's funny ca- kind of works for that for for crappy it's you know, can't be, be told what to watch and it, yeah and I kind of joked uh, I think about a year ago when, and I was like I think I prefer watching 90 uh, sorry 10 things I hate about you on cable like edited that's, than I do in real life I've right. seen I've seen uh, Fifth Element more than any other movie in my life and it's almost all been on cable yeah. TV like, it's it something was nostalgic like, fuck yeah let's do it it's fun it's uh, it's fun to see the ad it's fun to see the weird edits um, but yeah go get Pluto TV we might even we've been doing it all week we might even like next episode talk about hey what, what, what'd you catch on Pluto TV we're not fucking sponsored by these no, motherfuckers it's just fun it's free but it's tight it's funny one of the first things I watched was one that you guys hated was Beyond the Black Rainbow that I had that on in the background dog dick and yeah. then I watched Terminator after and I, like, Urban I, Legends today. I saw fucking VHS I saw um, damn yeah I saw uh, Cube at the end dude of they identity. have some good shit on there like yeah. no joke they've got some primo stuff yeah Kels is like how are they allowed to do this how do they get these movies I was like they probably and, and the beauty of it is they got primo stuff and then the next day it'll be like the most dog shit oh, yeah. sequel ever and i love that all right give sure. me the full gamut baby um saw six absolutely <laughs> actually you know as I bad as saw six was between saw six and jigsaw i'm kind of ready for another saw movie oh yeah like, i could watch like saw five right oh now, yeah 100 I, I got a couple days away from from saw six i'm ready to get back on the saw train but yeah saw six was are you a saw head now I, I am a saw head that that but that was legitimately the worst saw movie i've seen i've seen a lot of them that one was fucking dog shit but anyway at that time of year, let's start binging weird movies, weird spooky movies. Yes. You got a shit ton of recommendations. I don't want to reiterate them all. It's too much to say. Um, but hopefully you're enjoying uh, October as much as we are by now. And we got a few more episodes for you before Halloween even gets here. So we have a lot more stuff coming your way. Hell yeah. Yes. October rules. Happy Halloween on behalf of the Horrible Crew. Happy Halloween and stay spooky.
because I might know how to turn off the episode. Uh, stop it. We're gonna fucking delete it, dude. Just let it run. <laughs> <laughs> just let me. That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> 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 Entire episode. Sad to say, but yeah. I'm just going. <laughs> 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 <laugh